All right, and we are live once again here at Rebel with Cause Podcast. I am your host, Eric, and joining me, the great, the powerful, Car Campitz. How's it going, sir? Good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. Ah, no problem. Triumphant return to the show after, That's what right. is it, a couple of years now? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in fact, I think the last time I had you on was right before the first uh, Childerberg. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. probably about right. Uh, it's uh, way too long. Should have had you on like way before all this. But um, so tonight we're going to talk a little bit about Bitcoin because we've had a, a bit of a roller coaster the last uh, couple of months. And I figured, uh, who else better to talk to than uh, Guy Swan? But he's not available. But Carl <laughs> yeah, that's, so. that's, that's, uh, I'm I'm very happy to be uh, his backup. <laughs> I'm very happy to be in the bullpen behind Guy Swan. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. If you had to have a number two behind Guy Swan, it's definitely going to be Car. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, what do you make of all this? I mean, we got down, it was like setting a new record low there for a little while. It's like 29,000 at some point. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's just the way she goes, I guess. It's been the way she goes the uh, the entire trip as far as I've been on it. Um, you know, it's up, it's down, it's it's sideways, and, uh, and, you know, we don't care. We just keep stacking. Yeah, that's right, because at some point, one Bitcoin will still be worth one Bitcoin. So Always has, always will. <laughs> yeah that's kind of the thing it's uh when i when i'm talking to my uh, my friends and neighbors about it they they still have no idea exactly what bitcoin is and when i go to sit there and try to explain it's like well you see it's a math problem and mm -hmm. as you solve little bits and pieces of that and so then it's like uh what and then it's mm -hmm. like okay never magic internet money yeah 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 it's it's a lot of uh a lot of information asymmetry, I guess, still, uh, it's, it's great. You know, yeah. it, it's on one hand, we've made so much, uh, progress. And then on another hand, you're like, man, we're really, really early. It's, yeah. uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. And I just, uh, got my fold card in the mail. So, oh, cool. and, uh, yeah, so I was like, sitting there, I'm trying to use like some of this stuff as like uh, learning aids, like little teaching aids. I was yeah. like, look, if, if you put money on this, and you go spend it at a store, guess what? You get Bitcoin in return. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, yes. And the next thing we'll talk about is a cold storage wallet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 And just trying so, to get people to understand it's like, it, it's your money. You got to get it offline first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Set up a, a cold storage so that you know it's yours and uh, set up a node uh, that verifies it so that you know it's real. And uh, and that that's one thing that, um, you know, we've, been through many ups and downs in the past but uh the one thing that increasingly is happening now is that there is just an a growing army of people that are buying no matter what the price is sending it to their cold storage verified by their node and uh yeah. and i think you saw that and i'm not not that i i really just don't care about you know short-term narrative narratives and all that anymore but oh, yeah. um i know that or it looks like there was a lot of liquidation of bitcoin onto the open market from whatever that whole deal was with that, that stable coin, you at uh, Terra, Lunar, <laughs> I, I don't even know or care, but apparently yeah. they, they, they had to sell an incredible amount of Bitcoin that was just immediately absorbed by a bunch of stackers, you know, yeah, and like probably a, and, and a lot of million dollars worth, I think was, yeah, was like the a, figure. A lot. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, a lot. So, um, so I'm pretty, pretty happy with that. Uh, well, in one sense, I'm happy that it, it held, uh, it's in, in its ranging area. And then in another sense, I kind of wanted it to nuke down further because, um, I want more, but yeah, you know, so be it. I, I appreciate when the discount is so steep that you just can't refuse, but to yeah. just throw some money at it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of as a goof, I bought some Luno on one of the exchanges and I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll just watch this $5 bill just disappear into nothingness. Yeah. Just and, burn it. and, and it sure did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then they halted all trading on it. And now, now I can't get that. Uh, it's like 60 uh, Luna or whatever it was mm -hmm. out. So it's like, Oh, well, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I, I'm sure that's the first of many. I mean, they're all doomed. Uh, in my opinion, they're all 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 of them are doomed to failure in one way or another. It, it just depends on when, and and so yeah, we'll just kind of see. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, some projects that come up, and you kind of take a little interesting look at it, and you like start scratching your chin. It was like, okay, I can I can kind of see that. All right, and then ultimately, it's not the thing that everyone's going to use, and I, I mm -hmm. really think that's going to be Bitcoin in the end. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and uh, as I've always stated, I'm I'm kind of maximal-ish, you know. 
is yeah. if I'm going to gamble on any of the other altcoins or anything like that. It, at the end of the day, if I make profit on it, it's going to get converted back to Bitcoin and head into the cold storage wallet. So we're yeah, belongs. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we got uh, Rollo doing a series on uh, getting on zero where you're just taking your entire paycheck and dumping it into Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. And uh, if you were doing that uh, at the beginning of what, last year and then to right now, mm, yeah, <laughs> this is kind of like in a negative percentage column. But, you know, ultimately it's starting to go back up. I think we've uh, hit, hit the bottom uh, at this point and now it's starting to move back up. Although Maybe. I'm seeing some pretty good swings, you know, up yeah, and down. Yeah. So. Yeah. But you're in the negative percentage uh, compared to the dollar, but you're probably up in Bitcoin, which is the most important thing, and at least yeah. in my view. Yeah, so if you're looking at your thing and you're you're measly a couple of hundred bucks and but it's like over a million sats and you're just like, you know, at some point if a sat becomes one dollar <laughs> you know, even if you don't have that much right now, still. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think the the at least the way that I look at it is like the a big you know, the Bitcoin's gonna be the Bitcoin, um, and the dollars are gonna continue their inevitable march to zero. So yeah. um, you know, whatever Bitcoin does even if Bitcoin goes to zero, the dollars are going to zero anyway. So we know that right. like that's, that's an obvious uh, math problem there. So, um, yeah. And I don't it, think it, Bitcoin it, will ever touch zero. I don't, well, yeah, it's it, to me, my, my opinion is it's infinity or zero. Um, yeah. either, either it continues its trend, uh, and it, and the, the fundamentals are there, um, or yeah. the network is compromised somehow and it's not worth anything. So, yeah. Whatever. Death or glory. <laughs> death or glory. All the way. Uh, speaking of death, uh, Schmeghead comes in. I'm heavily invested in lead. I, I totally understand. <laughs> not not a bad investment. I think most Bitcoiners are as well. <laughs> I certainly am. Yeah, you have to diversify. You know, get mm -hmm. some lead. Uh, maybe plastic with like little spongy material that you call a band aid. Uh, mm -hmm. That that might help too. Yeah. Uh, so. A reliable source of water would also be mm -hmm. uh, fantabulous. Yep. But yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think for most Bitcoiners, we're, uh, it definitely forced a lot of people who were kind of short-sighted in their thinking. Is there, you know, if they saw it any time from 2017 to where it is now, I mean, what's that growth? It's like over 100,000% or something like that. It It's like, okay, I put this amount in and a couple of years later, it's now worth this much. You know, where does it go from here? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, again, I, I think it's the the real revelation is when you, when you start to, I mean, you know, I, I think Rolo is doing a, a, a good service with the get on zero thing. There's some stuff that I disagree with, but um, by and large, I think the attitude adjustment of saying, you know, this is going to be the money of the new world. I'm leaving the old world behind. So right. what it, what it trades at is kind of irrelevant to me. Um, yeah. Now it can be if you're, if you're struggling, like, and, and you're trying to pay bills and you know, you went on zero and it was higher and, and you, you're, you're trying to pay yeah. bills now, but I mean, you know, you need to get your finances right before you start getting super oh, yeah, squirrely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Any kind of big move like that, you would want to make sure that you've, you've got all of your bases covered there, yeah. you know? Uh, and, and for those of us out there that are probably doing it every paycheck, you know, that's, that's fine too, if you're doing that mm -hmm. right now. And then at some point, if you got enough held back and, uh, you know, you can start throwing a little bit more in there and a little bit more in there, the next thing you know, you'll, you'll be set. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at the same time, also be doing this with, you know, with like lead, uh, uh, head called, you know, gold, silver, the having physical possession of that stuff and not having it, you know, in a vault somewhere also kind of helps too. I disagree with the precious metals, but yeah. You, you disagree with precious metals? Oh, yeah. Like not even just like a small amount? No? Why? 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 Okay. All right. Finally, disagreement between Carcan and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see a value proposition for him. I just don't understand. I don't understand why you would. Okay. All right. I mean, for me, it was just like small denominations, like little weight of like silver and gold might be something. For what? Man, you never know. If you need like an engine repaired and some old timer doesn't know what a Bitcoin is, you know, it, it, it's like little like holdover stuff. That's that's the only thing I would uh, keep it around for. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> We'll update the spreadsheet on that one. Yeah, right, yeah. So. <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I don't, yeah, I used to, I mean, I used to be a gold bug. I just, I, it, it just doesn't make sense to me uh, at this time. Uh, I just don't think that that's, 
the 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 window of opportunity for gold is so narrow uh that i just very think it's, it would be it would be a very very bizarre set of circumstances that things are so cataclysmic but not quite cataclysmic enough uh that yeah that gold somebody's is, out gold there is relevant it. yeah, yeah. I, it's just a kind of a weird it would be a weird yeah, I, I mean, there's definitely some validity to that point. I, I'm coming up with some kind of like really kind of wild speculation on uh, what what scenario that could actually lead to. But uh, yeah. yeah, and I think that that's an interesting time, uh, you know, point to make because that that's where we're at. And five years ago, you you had to make an you had to make a, a, a wild speculation on on how Bitcoin would be useful. But now it's like it feels like gold bugs are having to come up with this like really weird like set of events that, that gold's actually useful. And I just don't see it. Yeah. Very true. We, uh, we like to call that uh, mental gymnastics and mm -hmm. uh, gold bugs and uh, the Peter shifts of the world are definitely uh, part of that. And it's like, yeah. And speaking of that guy, I have never seen anybody just go so hard in the paint against something and be proven wrong about it. Like time and time again, it's, it's I, like, I understand why you're doing it. You've got your Euro Pacific gold and your, you know, your stock ad advice and everything else, but you know, at the same time, come on. You... Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's getting to the point where, and I think I meant, I've mentioned this on our show before, but I think that there's an not small chance that he's pretty heavily invested in Bitcoin and he's a trying to remain legal with his, with his shareholders and stuff like that and still make money. And, 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 uh, and also he's, he's, probably trying to because i know he lives in puerto rico so he doesn't have to file income tax so right. i think he's probably trying to remain clean and so that no so that people the, the powers that be don't think he has bitcoin like I, I i honestly am starting to think that that's that's because the the points that he makes are are totally nuts i mean just yeah. like it's like how could you not you, you yeah, know fine if, if you don't if you, if you don't agree with the the bitcoin value proposition fine but like you can't make points like that because those are really dumb yeah and it's like you've had debates with michael saylor uh it's like guy swan is all over twitter and you know bitcoin audible and everything else and mm -hmm. uh, you know there's like guys like you and rollo and and we beat him up in his mentions all the time whenever he does stuff like that on uh, twitter so it's like man come on at, at some point you know and you're you're what is it his son or is his grandson spencer is, yeah spencer is heavily invested in it yeah you know i don't know does this grandson actually exist is that just like cover <laughs> no, I think he does. Yeah, I think his, oh, I think okay. he's been at Bitcoin conference. I think it's his son, and I think he's been at Bitcoin conferences. I couldn't I couldn't one hundred percent verify that because I just don't I don't follow it all that well. But yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he does, and I'm pretty sure he's yeah he's a huge Bitcoiner to the point where I think he's completely given up on any precious metal activity and, and to the you know to the chagrin or maybe not to the chagrin of his dad, depending on how you view what his dad is. Yeah, doing. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm you know I'm a huge Shift fan. Like he's a big part of my intellectual development. Um, he and Ron Paul and a lot of those guys uh, yeah. are huge, huge gold bugs. And I politically agree with them 90% of the way. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I like Peter Schiff. I just, I would, and I don't even mind that he's against Bitcoin. I just wish he was against Bitcoin for like good reasons and not yeah. like kind of, you know, the beating horse kind of dumb stuff that's been proven wrong time and time again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's something to say for that. I mean, all of these, all of those guys uh, were very instrumental in all of us coming over to where we're at now, mm. uh, you know, and in uh, Schiff's case, it was his dad, Erwin Schiff, you know, because yep. when you're starting to read like a book that's actually been banned from, yeah. you know, uh, by court order and everything, and you're reading that book and you're like, oh, wow, it's just, it's just a criminal gang. That's all it is. And then you start yeah. reading Rothbard, which kind of backs up all of that stuff. And then you're just yeah. at this point where... You now have Bitcoin, which is the hardest money that man has ever devised. Yeah. 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 And uh, it's it's kind of shocking. I, I, I get it. And, and you know, I think it correlates a lot with like kind of boomer generation where um, there's a hesitancy to trust this sort of thing because a lot of them aren't familiar with it, uh, with the underpinnings yeah. of it, like software and the Internet and stuff like that. Um uh, But the the case for gold, uh, to, in my opinion, is just diminishing with every passing minute um yeah. it, because it, it doesn't solve two of the big uh three you know um aspects of money which is a medium of exchange and a unit of account it just doesn't solve those so if you go back to a gold standard you're inevitably going to end up back here you know <laughs> um because you can't transfer it yeah well i mean not in very uh small quantities you know, yeah, if you're yeah. only trying to get like a dollar's worth of gold, I mean, how fine yeah. are you going to shave that gold coin until you get just a dollar's worth? You know? Yeah, and you can't really transfer it internationally easily. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just not a very good medium of exchange in a global economy. Yeah. 
I mean, if you had like something on the local level, like maybe like less than 1500 people in a little small town or something, maybe, you know, gold and silver could probably work there. But, you know, again, we're going back to that ultra speculative uh, type of scenario where we're thinking like the worst is the worst. There is no Internet, you know? <laughs> Yeah, We've and got, at that we point, got bigger problems. Yeah. At that point, yeah, you're probably not even, you know, that then you're probably in barter and lead more than you are gold and silver. <laughs> yeah, very true. I mean, at that point, it's like a turnip is going to be worth its weight in gold. You know what I mean? Right. So, but yeah, I mean, we could talk about, uh, you know, disaster scenarios all the time because, uh, you know, we're we're of the uh, anarchist persuasion and that's what we live for. I mean, every time that, you know, we see... Uh, it's like, oh, well, they send another $50 billion over to over to the Ukraine. And like all of the collapsitarians are like, uh-huh, okay, sure. <laughs> this yeah, is going to work out and, real well. And and Bitcoiners jump with joy. And we say, great, <laughs> like the old world is dying. <laughs> you know, uh, get out of here. You know, I, I don't I don't have any, I'm not in the dollar, so it doesn't really matter to me in some sense. I mean, I feel horrible for the people in Ukraine. I feel horrible for the people of Russia. Um, yeah. Not, not the politicians, but uh, I, I feel horrible for both. Um, and it looks like they're going to turn Ukraine into just a proxy war uh, where the people oh, yeah. are going to, the, the people of the Ukraine are going to lose. And uh, and lose a lot. Uh, but the quicker that we can transition over to a Bitcoin standard, I think the quicker we can stop these sort of uh, this sort of madness. Yeah. And th this goes back to old Stefan Molyneux, you know, because we have to reference old Stefan Molyneux. I haven't can't, even can't... thought about that guy in years. I forgot he existed. That's hilarious. What is he up to these days? Uh, he's, he's still going after Taylor Swift's eggs. He's got to make sure that uh, her oh. eggs are uh, protected. Very good. Uh, no, but I mean, he gave that wonderful speech about Bitcoin fixing war and central banking and everything. It was like, well, if the politicians have no access to a checkbook and everything's on blockchain, you know, we don't have wars. <laughs> It's at a, least at it's, the scale that, yeah, that we have yeah, today. It, it's there. The, the economies of scale of war necessitate a lot of borrowing and printing and uh, typically. And, and yeah, you're, you, if you, if you can convert over to a, a true uh, sound money standard, it makes it really, really difficult. It makes it too yeah. costly. I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're looking at paying a hundred dollars to get $90 back and nobody's going to want to do that. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, everybody except for Bill Crystal, because Bill Crystal will make that bet all day long. But uh... oh yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but he'll be rendered economically useless. So <laughs> yes, exactly. There will be so few of those people around. Uh, at, yeah. You know, afterwards, it, it won't even it won't even make a blip on the radar. Mm -hmm. So. But but yeah, I do like to uh, reference old Molyneux every now and then because th that guy was like, I was like, oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't know. You you know, it's that that's the weird thing about being on the fringe is that I think people and, that, and that's why I appreciate Bitcoin is that it's it's kind of uh, provided an anchor point where you, you can actually see a path forward rather than having to go on this ridiculous merry-go-round from like fringe ideology to fringe ideology looking for a solution, which yeah. I think is what Molyneux did and what I see a lot of people doing, for, you know, since I've been a libertarian for 15 years or however long it's been. And particularly now, I mean, I see people doing it as well. Um, yeah. And it gives you a path out and you don't have to kind of do it anymore. Yeah. And then people like to gripe at us all the time. It's like, well, what about solutions? You don't have any solutions. You just got complaints. I was like, well, we have the solution. Solution is Bitcoin. And you know, even if you're not into Bitcoin, it's like taking care of your own household. Yeah. Just, it's yeah. going to go a long way than anything yep. else. Save, save and sell money and take care of you and yours. And that's uh, yeah. that, that is a solution right there. Um, is it going to solve everything? I think in time, yes. Uh, this year, no, probably not. But neither is any yeah. other proposed solution. So, I mean, where are we at? Well, I mean, that, that was the other thing. It's like I, I recently got pushed back with some people in real life. Uh, it's like I know it's it's kind of shocking that you talk to people in real life. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was like, oh, well, that's not going to work for the entire planet. I was like, it's probably not going to work for 7 billion people. You're right. It's not. Mm. Yeah. If I can get 10,000 people in some little area to, to adopt it as their own money. And guess what? Yeah. Costa Rica's already done that. Yeah. Yeah. To some degree. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it certainly looks like, uh, you know, and, and they're doing it in the way that you would expect a government or a nation state to do it. It's oh, yeah, clunky, it clunky as shit. Um, probably <laughs> wrought with fraud, but, uh, the idea is probably going to overall, I think be good and, uh, get more and more people into it. Uh, but yeah, find your community and like, you know, what Jake and I do um, from Tasting Anarchy uh, or Childerberg, uh, Childerberg, yes. Jake, you know, we, we live about 20 minutes from each other. And, and you know, we just try to convert our people that provide us with goods and services over to Bitcoin and and try to close that circle and just live as much on the Bitcoin standard as possible. 
And that's been a, a really uh, rewarding experience. And it's meant that I haven't had to hold cash, which is yeah. nice. Uh, so Shemek, uh hits us with uh, the internet going out question. So uh, how resilient is Bitcoin against EMP attack? Network survives an area is not hit, but you can't exchange anything until you regain internet access. Yeah, this is uh, kind of one of those scenarios that often gets is like, well, the internet will be shut off. I was like, you know, again, at the same time, this is a, this wild speculation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are things called mesh networks. And even if you've only got like a, a tenuous string of networks going across that's uh, verifying the chain, uh, I could see it still working mm-hmm. to a, yeah. to a, to a well, degree. Well, I mean, all you really need is is at least one fully validating node to repropagate all the, the UTXO history to all of the other nodes that come online after the attack. And yeah. then you're back. You're, you're, you're back. Um, will you be able to transact uh, if you have, if you've been EMP attacked and it's fried all of your hardware and all that shit, like, you know, maybe not for, for a, a while, but um, yeah, yeah, the, the network can propagate over radio, there's satellites, there's, there's all sorts of things. And, you know, if you're, if, if there's an EMP attack, like the, the, it's going to be a, dis- it's going to be disrupted no matter what your, your money is. Yeah. I mean, even a digital dollar that like we are mostly using these days anyway. So, which is what gold would be as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, like, in any in any reasonable economy, gold would be pretty much digital. I mean, it would be yeah, stored. even it's Peter Schiff was pushing his little, you know, gold uh, credit card thing. Yeah. Mm, yeah, because I mean, an account. the yeah. nature of gold is it's going to become very centralized and it's probably going to go back to banks. And so yeah. you're going to be begging a bank to send a payment uh, in an EMP tax scenario. And that's probably not going to go very well either. Yeah. And, and you're a big ham radio guy and you know mm-hmm. that you can send data packets over the radio waves. No problem. Yeah, glo- so, globally. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think it'd be too much of a problem. I think we're kind of a little bit reading a little bit, you know, it's like, oh, what was me? The sky is falling. The sky is falling type stuff. But it's like, it's going to, it's going to suck. Yeah. No doubt about it. <laughs> but at yeah. the same time, on the other end of it, it's like, okay, cooler heads prevail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's just kind of the, the way of the world is that uh, a lot of times life can suck in a particular area for a long time. Ask Ukrainians right now. It's, it's not, yeah. it's not great. Uh, but or anyone who lives down in the Gomez during hurricane season, you know. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like every year we get hit with our uh, world is ending uh, natural disaster called a hurricane, and yes. you know, and up there in the DFW, uh, tornadoes and such. So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that one. I, I was up there in uh, the DFW area in 2019 for a job, and like my first weekend there, that big old tornado tore through downtown. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it was fun. I was like, oh, cool. My first Saturday here, and I have to spend it in the bathroom waiting for a freaking tornado to go by. That's right. And I think, was that 2019? Uh, okay, so there was that one in 2019. There was one in like 16 or 17 that I think ripped yeah. through Arlington while the Cowboys were playing. Yeah, it's always fun when it happens during a sporting event. Yeah. Kind of like the uh, the earthquake at Candlestick Park during the World Series. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that one was fun. It was like a, it was a, it was a big tornado too. It was like an F four. It went started at the airport, went all the way to Plano. It was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it's uh, and, and man, it's been. I don't know how how it's been down there, but it's been so windy here just in general for three yeah. months. Crazy. Great. Yeah, it's like down here in Louisiana. We got uh, summer kind of started early. It's like today it was like ninety three degrees and you know eighty percent humidity. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, We're not even into here. June yet. No, I know. It's, it's in the hundreds here. So Yeah, it, it gets ridiculous. But uh, we, we all know where it is going to be pretty cool, and that's uh, going to be Childerberg. So I know right. you're pretty excited about that. Yeah, I'm super excited. That's next week. Uh, I guess we're, what, a week and a few days away. Yeah. yeah Are you getting uh, out there Friday or Saturday, or when are you getting there? Oh, I'm going to be there Friday. Uh, I'm going to pack up the car, uh, drive out there Friday morning, probably get there in the afternoon sometime. I'm going to bring myself and my dog. Nice. Uh, so yeah, Tessa will be running around, uh, on a leash because I can't trust her around little small dogs. So yeah, yep. <laughs> Just going to pre-apologize to people. If you bring your small dogs around, I'm going to be rude, but don't read anything into it. It's because I know my dog will eat them. So yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's good. To, you know, we like to keep the peace in the campsite, so do what you got to do to keep the peace. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that's awesome. Last year I was going to come down on a Friday, but it, were you down there on Friday last year? 
I was in the Austin area on Friday. I bet, uh, stayed at a hotel because I was going to pick up Rachel Tobias and her boyfriend at the airport oh, okay. the next mm-hmm. day. And that was the night of the uh, torrential downpour that happened yes. for like four hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm about three hours away and I was like packing up the car. I was going to head down and then I saw everybody reporting of that. And I was like, nah, I'll sleep in my bed tonight. It can wait. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I was like s- sitting in the hotel and I was like, saw all the green clouds and everything. I was like, oh yeah. man, we're about to get a classic Texas gully washer. Yes. Right yes. here. And yeah, and the did. bottom drop out and yep. uh, we lost power at the hotel for like a couple of hours. I was like, I'm, I'm just going to sleep through this. Yeah. Yeah, it turned out to be the right decision. <laughs> yeah. Although I wasn't there for the initiation of the legend of Grillberg, so um, yeah, I, I mean, guess, and that guy's coming back. I know we we, we made a friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a lot. That guy's coming back, man. I, I hope a lot of people that were there last year are coming back. But uh, you know, based on the campsite uh, uh, reservations and stuff like that, it's it looks like it's gonna be big. Like it's it, it should yeah. be significantly bigger than last year, which is exciting because last year was huge. I mean, to the point where. Um, you know, I mean, compared to Childerberg one and two, uh, yeah, three, Childerberg three was one like, was kind of like a private party. You know, yeah, there's about 30 was. of us out there. Yeah. Nobody didn't know each other before they got there. Right. Childerberg two was a little bit bigger. There was a couple of people that was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're like kind of like fringe in group, out group. And then Childerberg three, there was like people that had never even heard of like any of our podcasts or anything like that, which right. is, you know, not tooting the own horn, but like it's, it's, uh, it, you know, we propagated. The yeah, even Jake was surprised. He was like, "How'd you hear about this?" I was like, "Oh, yeah, the, exactly." The, fa- the Facebook group. <laughs> was yeah, like, no, we're what? like, I'm not even on it. I don't even have Facebook. <laughs> like, that's crazy. It's like that's I remember. Crazy. I think uh, our, our buddy uh, uh, Aid Man. Uh, I'm probably yeah, not gonna say his real name, but yeah, he started that Facebook group, and then he was. Oh, was I like, didn't know that he did. Yeah, it was like somebody started that Facebook group, and then uh, next thing I know, it's like I deleted my Facebook, and then when I was there at Childerberg Three, you know, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, we heard about it through Facebook. I was like, what? Yeah, really? <laughs> That's awesome. I was just hanging. I was just. I had a beer with him like two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, Garrett James, be careful on the way to Chile, boys. I hear that's road toad season. Uh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Always on the lookout. Got to got to be on the lookout. That's uh, one of the greatest uh, lost episodes, uh, Caro. Is that I had a trained road toad that uh, attacked you guys on the Jersey Turnpike. Oh, really? <laughs> I had this whole thing just like orchestrated out. It's like I got out there, recorded voices and everything else. I, I like was getting like toad noises and everything else. I was gonna have like this whole like kayfabe thing where the road toad attacked you guys on the <laughs> Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> and it got. And then lost. I was like listening back to the op- audio, and it's like starting to digitize like halfway through. Uh, I was like, oh, shit, I can't use it. <laughs> was you recorded out at on site or what? Yeah, I was like, I was recording it outside. I did some of the stuff inside, and then, uh, yeah, it's like for whatever reason, the uh, audacity decided it was going to uh, shit the bed on me. So, oh well, yeah, it, it, it lives up here, and and up here, it's it's hilarious. It was hilarious. It's so, the only place it's got to live. Yeah, <laughs> there's uh, so many episodes like that. So, <laughs> it's like yeah, you start like... recording it, and the next thing you know, it's like, oh, this audio is just crap, and uh, <laughs> it's like on several times I've looked on audio and it's like for whatever reason my volume is like way low and then every, my guest is like way high so it's like oh do i, I gotta do audio engineering on this <laughs> try and balance yeah. out the the load and everything it's it's crazy we've been able to really mitigate a lot of that we we had some lost episodes early on we had some bad audio early on but so far and and part of it is like and i don't know what bird or aaron well aaron does whatever the hell he wants and that's fine <laughs> uh i Bert, that's that's not, pretty much given. Aaron yeah. does whatever he wants. Aaron like introduces audio problems, like as a matter of course. But I have everything set up on a computer that I don't use for anything else. I literally turn it on the, for an hour a week just to record, and then I turn it back off. And it's like this computer that I built back in you know ten two thousand ten probably. Right. And it's all the only thing it can handle is just doing this, and so that's all I use it for. But it doesn't present any audio issues, so I just stick with it. Yeah, if you got a nice little PC that's not loaded down with bloatware and yep. you know constantly having to update to the internet and everything else, it's yeah, that's the that's the best thing. Uh, yeah, it's like on the one that I've got here, it's you know it's old, but uh, it runs and you know it starts every time. That's all you need. Yep. That's all you need. Yeah, barrier to entry for podcasting guys is like practically zero. So that's true. So who who else is coming to Childerberg? What's the scoop? Have you been talking to people? Like, do you know uh, any? Yeah, any... yeah. I've been uh, really working on trying to get some people there. We're gonna have uh, people that I saw at the Tom Woods event in Florida. They're coming. Uh, so like Alex Hatch, uh, 
might not know her, but she's uh she's been getting pretty big. Okay. Uh. You know, Rachel Tobias and her boyfriend's coming back with the hot sauce and everything. Awesome. And yeah, yeah and she's actually opening the stand up show this year. So that, oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, she's cool. She's funny. She's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even though, like, uh, Jake keeps calling her Samantha. And <laughs> yes, I've heard her uh, use like nine different names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like every time I was like, sitting there listening to his uh, Tasting Anarchy episode the other day, and he was like, kept calling her Raquel. And it was like, oh, it's Raquel. It's Rachel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, not hard. He's making it more hard than it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you were almost there. You were so close. Uh-huh. Uh, I was working on somebody. I was like uh, trying to get Tatiana Moroz to show up because I just think that would just be funny just to see Tatiana show up. I'm not sure if I know who that is. Uh, she did the Bitcoin jingle a long time ago. She's got her own uh, podcast. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. She does a lot of uh, crypto stuff. But uh, mostly a musician, so she's got uh, stuff out there. I, was, I just always think it'd be kind of funny to watch her come out there and just kind of see some of us and just decide to get back in the car and go home. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, I know people have been putting it in the ear of Adam Curry, which that would be oh, cool. Yeah, that would be fucking great. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Just to see the Podfather out there, For and sure. I know uh, Michael Malice lives there, and uh, he liked a tweet that somebody had mentioned Childerberg, but you know who knows if, if it was like, oh, okay, I'll just like this because, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, I'm gonna pay it no mind after that. Um, let's see who else. Uh, I'm probably gonna have a lot of new people. Uh, the Airbnb that Jake rented out—I mean, that's completely full now. You can't get any more beds in there, so. Okay. And I know the uh, the campsite. I think the last time I checked, it was probably about a hundred or so left. So, yeah, I think it's less than that now. Yeah, it's less than I mean, that now. I yeah. think so. Yeah, based on what Jake was saying, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I don't have an exact number, but I think yeah, I think it's we're we're getting to the point where there's not a whole lot of room left. Yeah, and even uh, last year, up at the Iron Wolf Distillery, there was a ton of people there that weren't going to camp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's that's the thing is like there's going to be a lot of people camping, but I think there's going to be a lot of people swinging through um, yeah. at, at Iron Wolf. And there was like a lot of people at Iron Wolf last year because that we, yeah. we basically took over the whole place, which was cool. Yeah, uh, they, they had some kind of event going on right before that. And then as soon as we got there, the, you know, we had like, what, 300 people there or something like that. It was yeah, yeah, probably 200. Yeah, two, 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 300. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. I mean, we, we packed the whole place. It was cool. It was really cool because they put up like welcome to like Childerberg people or whatever up on the grease board, which was cool to see like an actual <laughs> venue welcoming in Childerberg people. Uh, so, yeah that, yeah, that was really great. It was uh, it was kind of funny to watch some people walk up with a mask on. And then after like kind of standing there for about ten minutes, they're looking around. It's like nobody's in a mask, and then they kind of sheepishly kind of take yeah, it take off it their off. face. Yeah, Good. yeah. I'm glad that all that shit's over. At least, yeah, the, yeah. And even the people flying in now don't have to deal with it. I just flew for the first time the other day uh, without a mask. It was great. Yeah, that that's been one thing. Is like I'm decidedly not going to fly anywhere. Even going to the Tom Woods event, which was in Orlando, Florida, I drove that whole time because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm not going to put myself through it because I. I Nearly got the cops called on me at a at a Whole Foods. I, I can really. only imagine what the TSA is going to do to me. I was like, so like, no, I'm not wearing one. Fuck you. Get away from me. See, I never had a problem with the TSA. I uh, weirdly enough, I uh, I for through the whole thing, I never wore my mask except for when I got on the jetway because they would make me put it on to get on the jetway to get onto the actual airplane. But I never wore it in the airport, and I never wore it through TSA. And the TSA would be like, "Do you have a mask?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And they're sure. like you know put it on it's so, you know like just walk off <laughs> like you know they're minimum wage probably they don't really give a shit so yeah if anybody doesn't really care it's a tsa agent you know i mm. i have literally watched them do like a pat down and like barely do a pat down it's yeah. like i'm gonna touch your waist once and mm-hmm. that's your yep. weapons check yep yep uh i gotta say your your co-host bird actually does a much more thorough weapons check slash hug <laughs> is that right because <laughs> i got one of those before i left uh last year we was like going up to give him a hug and it was like patting my waist i was like are you doing a weapons check right now he goes man you can never be too careful <laughs> that's good that's good and i was like oh i was like okay well let me pat your pat your waistband down because you know sure that's what happens at shoulderberg weapon or no <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think this year is going to be pretty nuts i i, I really am been counting the days down for this one and then 
yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of the old faces, and I'm looking a lot forward to seeing a lot of the new play- faces, and I'm looking forward to the fact that we pretty much have the entire campsite to ourselves, so we can kind of do whatever we want, which is great. Yeah. Uh, not that we, not that we weren't doing whatever we wanted last year. <laughs> yeah, last year it was definitely organized chaos. I mean, it was like it was like really the only gripe that I think they gave us was just that we had cars like kind of stacked next to each other in some of yeah. the campsites, but that was about it. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I think that'll be less so this year just because we have the whole place and Jake went and actually got the land use permit and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. made it official. <laughs> so uh, I think, yeah, I think they don't like cars being next to each other because it tears up the ground and all that crap. So which oh, is yeah, a yeah. which is a fair point. I mean, that's yeah. fine. We don't need to be you know tearing up ground and shit like that to have a good time. So uh, uh, very true, very true. Yeah, any anything that happens around the uh, the fire at, at night, you know, is going to be a, is going to be a great deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Schmeckhead, once again, if you can't feel each wrinkle of the scrotum, you aren't doing a thorough search. That's a good point. That's a very good point. It's you good never know. Point. Razor blades hide in all kinds of places. So that's right. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, I'm definitely hopeful for the future. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of hard because I'm like one of the most black pilled pe- people that you can meet. You know, there's a lot, of, a lot of times I'm just like reading the news. It's like pessimistic me is just. Oh, we're, so this is a podcast is like a black and white cookie. <laughs> exactly. It's like, uh, well, more black than white, you know. Yeah. It's like I, have, I, I like I to have. microdose the white pill whenever I can. Oh, I'm all white pill, baby. <laughs> You're all white no, pill? Bl- no black pills for me. No, this yeah. is the most exciting time, uh, especially for Liberty people to be living through, in my opinion. It's incredible. You have, you have a way to insulate yourself from the state. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Jack Spierko uh, talks a lot about uh, status jujitsu. You know, you're just learning how to dodge and, yeah. you know, move that person's attack against uh, against them. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, there's uh, there's a lot to be said for that. And um, I was sitting there listening to him before, and he was uh, talking about the, uh, the, the Terra Luna thing. And he was like, he's like, guys, I, I tried to tell you that this was a scam, like right before, you know, I'm sorry if you fell for it, but at the same time, you know, he's like, I'm becoming more maximalist every day. <laughs> oh, really? That's cool. Good. Yeah. I, I don't know that much about Jack Spirico, but uh, I'm glad that I, I'm glad that he's, uh, that he's coming around at Bitcoin. That's great. Yeah. He's, uh, he's definitely on our side. He, he finally became anarchist uh, a few years ago. Uh, before that he was like, you know, trying to do the, the local Republican thing. Uh, you know, it was just gotcha. like. He's like, look, just you know, take over the local area, and we'll we'll fix it that way. And then now he's like, no, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. You, you come after me, I'm just gonna dodge out of the way and just continue living on like you don't exist anyway. So. Yeah, I mean, shit, dude. I'm like, how many laws do you break every day, and nobody bothers you about it? You know, you just kind of start to to. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you move on. <laughs> you move on. Like other people are gonna do crazy shit. That's fine. But yeah, I mean, so much so that they even wrote a whole book about this called, you know, three felonies a day, you know, oh, they yeah, just go yeah, through yeah. all the different laws that you could be breaking. You might not even know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of laws I'm breaking. I know <laughs> that I'm breaking the law, but nobody's going to call me on it. So who cares? <laughs> yeah. It was like with, with some people, it was like uh, it was really big in 2016 was the uh, the waiter and waitress cards it was basically this is uh, not a tip. This is a gift. Oh, Don't right. record this on your taxes. Yeah. And there was so many times where, you know, I would have like a waitress come back and ask. It was like, what, what do you mean by this? I was like, all right, I'm giving you a cash tip. Don't record this on your taxes because they're going to tax this amount from you. Mm-hmm. And he goes, it's like, oh, and I was like, you just can't pay in a card. I was like, I, I really don't want to. You know? Yeah. That's like, I want you to have this 10 bucks so that you spend that $10 on yourself, whatever that is. Yeah. And that's just a gift from me to you. So it's not a tip. We're not recording tips. Yeah. And just kind of open their eyes to like maybe thinking around some of these goofy rules that they write for everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's definitely one way to do it. Hopefully, uh, as we progress and, uh, you know, restaurants and bars start to take on, you know, to accept Bitcoin and stuff like that, I think it's going to just accelerate that because it's just going to be so easy to take and then so easy not to record, you know, with everybody. Yeah. So that'll probably be the the nail in the coffin is when a lot of merchants begin to, and, and some already do, and some that yeah. I use already do, but when it starts to become possible in mass, and I think the, the advent of the Lightning Network is going to really accelerate that, and that's going to be sweet. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, even if you don't see Bitcoin accepted here on on the storefront or whatever, just go go in and ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jake is so good about that. Jake always does yeah. that shit. I, I need to be better about it, but uh, yeah, he's 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 big on that. 
Yeah, especially if I'm in like a place where like the bar and everything is handled on the little iPad tablet. Yeah, it's like sometimes I'll just ask. I was like, "Do you guys accept Bitcoin?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I, I my understanding is that you can pretty easily get a, a lightning proof of sa- or a point of sale um, on those iPads. Yeah, um, it's, it may, it's like it they even be... have stuff for the Square, the, yeah. the little thing that plugs into the phone. Yeah, I mean you can get all right. that all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even if it on their end it converts immediately into dollars, it's still that it was like, oh, this customer asked if um on Bitcoin and he's going to tip a little bit extra. If yeah, I am. And, yeah, and it's just one step closer because at some point you're going to be like, well, why am I converting this over to dollars? You know, and yeah, especially if other merchants are taking it, then you can say, okay, well, we'll just keep this amongst ourselves. Yeah, I know. There for a, for a little bit, uh, I had a hair placed, in, and I know it's kind of silly for a man in his forties that's balding, you know. <laughs> But uh, you go into the hairdresser like, do you accept Bitcoin? And then like the hairdresser was like, I do. The store doesn't. I was ah. like, okay, yeah. I was like, not a problem. Give, give yeah. me your, give me your ID. Cool. <laughs> uh, produce that QR code. I will scan it and send it right to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then like sometimes it when you do it like that, and especially if you're gonna say, well, I'm gonna give you like way extra of a tip that way. Mm-hmm. That that definitely opens doors because then they're yeah. like, oh, no problem. And admittedly, it's a lot easier when when uh, we're in a strong bull run because then people are frothing and people are like, "Oh, I got to get oh, my, yeah. myself some Bitcoin." And it's, it's like, "Oh, that's an easy." And somebody comes walks into your shop and says, "Hey, can I pay in Bitcoin?" Like, oh my god, yeah, I didn't know how to get it before, so I'll just pay you <laughs> with my labor, and now I've got Bitcoin and nobody knows about it. That's great. That's awesome because nobody reported it. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. if it's uh, if we're on a bull run, even if it's only like a half a percent a day, it's going up. Yeah, as long as it, it's I, going up and yeah, it's making headlines and stuff like that. Yeah, people are like, "Oh my god, I got to get Bitcoin." And I was like, yeah, that guy came in at like nine o'clock this morning. And it was worth this much. And, you know, here it is 6 p.m. And I'm looking at it and now it's worth this much. Yeah. That's a strong indicator. Strong, uh, yeah. you know, uh, incentive. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just the kind of like the big takeaway from here. If you can't go completely on zero, uh, totally understand. I mean, that's playing with scared money right there. And you might want to think about that a little bit more. But, uh, you know, if you get paid uh, whatever extra money you were going to use on entertainment, because, I mean, Really, are you going to go see a movie that's all woke and garbage? Mm-hmm. You know, save that money and just put it into a Bitcoin wallet somewhere. Yeah. Yep. And don't keep it on an exchange. Yeah, definitely don't keep it on an exchange. Uh, yeah, just move everything over to cold storage. It's really not that hard. No. In fact, it's I mean, easier I, than dealing with an exchange. Yeah. It's like at this point, you, you practically got to be an idiot not to get it. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very easy. Very, very easy. <laughs> I was like, if I can explain this to my 13-year-old son, and he just gets it right on the first hand, and both of us are riddled with ADHD. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really not that hard. Yeah, no, it's, the software's come a long way. It's a, it's very, very easy, to, to especially for just beginner amounts and stuff like that. Man, it's, it's yeah. so easy. Oh, and speaking of kids, nothing makes a great birthday present. You know, just by saying, oh, by the way, here's your wallet. It's got 50 bucks of Bitcoin right there. So, Yeah. For you know, sure. So I, I know I know you don't got any kids, but you probably got yep. nieces and nephews and stuff like that. Yep, I do. Yeah, I do. so there you go. Because we all know that Car Campit is the cool uncle. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, you don't know about yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a lot of stuff to be hopeful for. I mean, yeah, I mean, we can all get trapped up in fud every now and then, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, especially with the headlines uh, that that we've got going on today. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like I'm black-pilled as much as it gets. I like to microdose the white pills every now and then. And just seeing people kind of start to adopt Bitcoin, even though they might not know, like, the math behind it. They never read the Satoshi white paper or anything else. They kind of get that it's like, oh, this is money outside of the system. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. It was like, okay, yeah. that's all I need. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at the Internet, like, I don't fucking know how the Internet works, you know. And here I am using it. And it exists outside the quote-unquote system in some sense. I mean, in some sense right. it doesn't, but in some sense it does. It's outside of the FCC. The FCC is not signing off on what we're saying here. Right. Um, and you know, it, and I don't know how. For example, works. I dropped several cuss words. That's and true. I, I, I may have, have yet well. to receive an FCC fine. So. All right. Exactly. <laughs> and if I do, I'm not paying. It. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. It's like come get it. Yeah. Come get it, Flatfoots. Yep. So yeah, you know, I, I think it, I think that's the next step. Now that Lightning Network is, has has started to become more stable and usable. I think you'll see it being integrated more easily into like web browsers and apps and things like that. Where... It's on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, is it on Twitter? 
Yeah, if you get strike, they do lightning payments. Oh, cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that was like yeah. a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the app, so I think I don't have it. But um, uh, yeah, so you know, I, I think that, and people are just going to start not thinking about it. It's just going to become internet money, and yeah. I don't care what people think about it as. Just use it, and uh, and you know, I, I, I think in in the not too distant future, people just aren't going to think about it, and most yeah. people don't need to don't need to know how it works. They just don't. Um, yeah, and that's fine. I'd, I mean, if anything's more obvious that people don't understand the current financial system. Well, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Like, how does that work? Who the hell knows? <laughs> I mean, I could go set up at the mall of Louisiana and just do like a little man on the street thing. How is money created? Yeah. And I would yeah. probably not be shocked at all the responses I would get. Right. So, yeah. yeah unless there's I mean, like one like Paul Krugman econ nerd in there. I was like, well, well let me see. <laughs> Now, I think I think this decade, the 2020s, is going to be a, a, a decade of big change. Of, uh, of we're going to see this emergence of the new world, and and the 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 old world world is going to continue to backpedal and backpedal, and and as it does, it could be dangerous. Yeah. You know, it's like a cornered animal. Um, but oh yeah, but it's inevitable. It's got to happen. So we got to rip the bandaid off for us, so that our kids uh, can hopefully live in a much better world. And of course, the forest mommy finally uh, chimes in. OMG car. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. yeah, I was just on uh, Force Mommy's uh, Sunday stream, so that was oh, uh, cool. that's always that's always really fun. It's it that's one person I really want to get to Childerberg because I think she would be really awesome to to hang around. Oh with. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to hang around, drink some wine by the fire, and and uh, shoot the shit. That'd be great. <laughs> course knowing forest mommy she might be doing that nude but i mean that's okay we're, we're not gonna say anything i'm not because i will end up in jail or something like that <laughs> scaring scaring people uh dude i'm pasty white and all covered in red hair so definitely <laughs> and forest mommy you are welcome so welcome <laughs> but yeah i mean that's uh childerberg is definitely one of those times uh, anytime i see like one of the normies posting it was like would you ever meet somebody from Twitter? And I was like, yeah, we do it every year. It's called Childerberg. Come yeah. on down and see us. And it's surprisingly normal. I mean, it's still unhinged, but it's it's surprisingly normal. People are people are really chill. Like that's a, and that's the point of Childerberg. So it's, it's great. We were uh, I was introducing the concept to Jake that we should uh, that we should uh, um, start uh, talking about chillflation and the uh, chillflation. The, the fact that that Childerberg is becoming eight percent more chill each year that they'll, that they'll admit that they'll admit. Yeah, we have to might, go to shadow stats and yeah, might be it might more have, chill. Yeah, and it, it might slip into hyper chillflation or something like that. <laughs> so that might be a bit we run with. Yeah, it gets really funny because when we sit there and we're you know talking in the circle, and uh, next thing you know, someone's going to bring up some like kind of like policy wonk stuff, and we're all kind of looking. Yeah, everybody at them, like, shuts them down. Like, no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're not doing that. That's <laughs> like ah, I see you brought a book. Let's put that away for right yeah. now. Nah, that's good. Yeah, uh, it was really amazing to see last year. It was just like Scott Horton holding court over there by his truck. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know, and I love Scott Horton. Uh, but I, every time I saw it, I would just walk. I would just continue to walk because I was like, ah, I'm kind of drunk. I'm like, I just don't want to. I, I cannot do like this. I want to go like, you know. I was like, I need to go over there and say hi to him. But how do I interrupt him while he is breaking down point by point where the rebel Alliance went wrong in star Wars, you know? Yeah. 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 Or the, the exact mesh point of Iraq war one and Iraq war two or something like that. <laughs> or complaining about his boat, you know, that right. <laughs> it was uh, one point last year I was walking by and he goes, it's a tube. You put fuel through it. How is it clogged? <laughs> yeah. He gets so mad about that boat. I was like, Oh, he's, he's a trip. Living embodiment of that old cliche saying this, like the happiest day of your life is the day you buy the boat. And then the second happiest is the day that you sell the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Cause then yeah, you're not worrying about the boat anymore. We always said the boat stands for bring out another thousand. That's <laughs> what we set out. We wanted growing up on the coast in North Carolina. <laughs> Definitely for sure. Those like, uh, some of these people, it was like, Oh, I bought my first house. So I was like, congratulations. Everything now costs $10,000. Yeah. Yeah. Golly, don't I know it? It was like, what are you talking about? It was like, oh, I had to get my pipes fixed. Yeah, it was ten grand. I was like, yeah, grand, I told you, easy. everything yeah. cost about ten thousand mm -hmm, dollars. Mm -hmm. Yep, I'm getting my HVAC replaced, and yeah, it's gonna be like oh. seven, seven, ten grand. Oh, like, fuck, man. 
Yeah, when we first moved into this place, it still had knob and tube wiring in the in the attic. Oh boy, yeah. It's yeah. like this is 2013. What is mm. this still doing here? Yeah, I mean they phased that out in like the 50s or 60s, didn't they? Or <laughs> right. maybe earlier. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I was like, anytime I go to the attic and I see those little uh, ceramic uh, tubes that they clamp the wires into, it's like, why? Just cringe. It's like, <laughs> ah, no, please it's no. Like, Romex has been around since the 60s. What are yeah. we doing? Yeah, it's the nature of it. It's the nature of it. Well, Car, I think uh, we can't go any further than that because I think we've uh, we've we've hit it all. We solved all of the world's problems. We did, you know, Bitcoin. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go ahead and uh, get your grift on. Uh, drop all your plugs. Oh, uh, I'm on a Twitter break, uh, pretty much. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at tle underscore Car. I think it is, and then yep. uh, just come listen to our show. It's Timeline Earth. And if you want to see this man in person, come down come, to Childerberg. Come to Childerberg. Say hi. And then, uh, you know, get a Franzia and Pimple Moose Lacore. So. That's right. Uh, or if you're in DFW, hit me up. Usually I'll be able to grab a beer. I'm I'm really, this is kind of my busy season, but uh, normally I'm down to grab a beer if, if anybody's in the area. Yeah, even when I was living up there, uh, Jake and uh, Carr and everybody was always, like, willing to hang out and everything else. Yeah, so we've, got a, we've got a really good crew in DFW. There's, like, probably ten of us that are pretty active and just trying to get yeah. together every now and then, grab beer, grab dinner. Yeah, uh, never forget the uh, Thanksgiving up there in uh, the DFW at, uh, at my buddy uh, right. Cody's house and everything else. It was great. <laughs> Wait, was that at Cody's or was that at Jake's? Uh, I think Jake had one, and oh, then no, uh, Jake had Christmas. I think. Yeah, I think Jake had Christmas. I was already I was already out of town by then because yeah, uh, yeah. Dallas just would not have me. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, I spent it up there with uh, with Cody, and we talked with his uh, South African neighbor who was uh, was uh, like a huge neocon and an Israelite and everything else. It was oh, wow. crazy just talking to that guy cool. i was like okay Great. all right it's like i've got bacon broccoli over here mm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways man uh but thanks for uh, coming along and uh, we can't make it a couple of years uh I have to get you back on uh sooner sooner rather than later 100 percent, man absolutely thanks for having me on all right yeah man i'll see you later man bye bye <laughs>